up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm here with guest Cassie Payton of Metal and Tonic, and she's going to talk to us all about copywriting and the three things you, well, I'll let her explain it because I don't want to butcher her topic, but (laughs) she's going to help us, um, especially if you are DIYing your copy, whether it's on your website or emails or Instagram captions. um, After this, we'll all have homework to do because Cassie's going to tell us exactly what we need to do to make our copy stand out. So welcome to the podcast, Cassie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. So excited. Oh, let me change my view to speaker. Um, Okay, there we go. So, all right. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself so people know a little bit more about you and what you do? Absolutely. So like Miranda said, I'm Cassie. I am the founder and copywriter of Metal and Tonic. I create potent stories for gutsy entrepreneurs. I help uh, primarily service providers whose messaging is bland or out of date or just, you know, kind of spineless, write copy that is punchy, powerful, and persuasive so they can attract more dream clients and run businesses they love. Yes. Welcome. I'm excited. I love the word punchy because it just, it gives you such a great visual for the type of um, copy because what we're trying to get away from here, everyone, is generic copy where you you know, that doesn't make you stand out and that doesn't really showcase your brand or your, your own personality. So um, we'll let Cassie start with her topics. And then I'm just going to be interjecting questions as you go <laughs> because I'm sure I'm going to have a lot. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, there are kind of um, sort of three main goals. So I, I specialize primarily in uh, website copywriting and email marketing. And I wanted to talk about um, website copywriting in particular because, you know, your your website is like your business's storefront, right? And um, a lot of people, I think, you know, kind of treat their website like it's kind of like a digital business card instead of a storefront that kind of guides you know, your ideal client sort of through your process and what you do and how you can help them and and what they need to do to uh, take that step toward working with you, right? Um, and, you know, so a lot of people, a lot of business owners who are in, you know, the first few years of business, typically, like most people are DIYing their copy, right? Like unless, unless you're just like a terrible writer and you know it, um, you're most people can write um, and no one knows your voice better than you. So it makes sense that for, you know, for at least a few years in your business, you're probably just going to go with that DIY version of what you've written. And that can get you by for a while. Um, You know, but typically if, unless you are a trained 
writer, copywriter in particular, generally you write on instinct, meaning you write what comes naturally, you write what sounds good, um, but you don't necessarily know the strategy that goes behind uh, effective copywriting, mm -hmm. copywriting that um, kind of draws in your, your reader, takes them on a journey and, you know, converts them either into maybe, maybe they're going to become a paid client right away, or maybe they need to go on a little bit of a journey, get on your email list. Um, and so you want them to be taking those actions toward doing that. And effective copywriting can do that for you. Yes. And I think there, I've been hearing that a lot of people are wanting to scale back from selling on Instagram or having to be on Instagram so often. And one of the ways to do that then is to, you know, make your website work for you. Whereas like you said, a lot of websites right now are just kind of like digital business cards or placeholders. Like it's there, but it, is it working for you? Are we attracting the right people? Are they clicking through and converting and that starts with copy, with grabbing their attention with the words that you have on the page. Exactly. And I think, you know, if if your website isn't getting you any kind of leads whatsoever, like if you can't remember the last time you, you know, got people on your email list uh, pretty consistently through your website, then that's a good sign that the copy on the page isn't doing its job. Right. Yes. And I think, so this is going to be such a, this podcast, and then I did an SEO one. And I feel like if people listen to those two, then they will have all of the action items they need to like get found on the internet and also like grab that, that person's attention. So they stay on the page. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Great. So what's next? So there are three basic goals, your website copy needs to accomplish to convert visitors into raving fans, right? Ideally, um, you know, you're, if we're talking about ideal clients, like these are going to be people who love you, who love what you're about and what you stand for. And copy can inspire um, that, that kind of like raving fan mm -hmm. uh, mentality, right? You and I, I'm sure like we have our, um, brands or other business owners we follow that we're like, we're hanging off their every word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, that's the goal, right? With good right. copy. So um, with these three goals, just because they're, they're pretty basic, right? Like when we talk about them, they're going to sound like, okay, that makes a lot of sense, but they're not necessarily obvious to most people or, um, or easy to do. So right. um, many of my clients have come to me because their current DIY copy, you know, fails to convert in some way. And that's almost always because one of these three elements is missing. Mm. Um, and so I'll quickly talk about what those three goals are, and then we can kind of go into each one and, and how you can accomplish that. Um, so the three goals are, you need to, first of all, first and foremost, get your dream client's attention. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about why that's so important, how to do it. Um, and then you want to make a connection with that person, that one person. And lastly, you need to motivate them to take action mm -hmm. because you can say all the right things and get them interested. And then whoops, we, you know, 
we missed the final step and off they go into the internet land. So those are the three goals. Great. And these are things I talk about too. So people hopefully will be familiar with these terms, but I'm excited to hear how you explain it. Yeah. So let's talk about getting attention because um, obviously that's, that's first and foremost, if you don't have that, the rest don't matter Mm -hmm. Um, because our, all, all of our attention spans are extremely limited. We've, I've got like 12 tabs open on my (laughs) desktop right now. You know, it's very easy to um, lose interest very quickly. I mean, you really, you have seconds and it's uh, eight seconds to be precise Mm -hmm. to capture um, your ideal client's attention. And so primarily starting with, um, you know, your headline, right? So your headline is your first big piece of copy um, that has a really, really big job to do. Um, and that is one of one of the uh, two major heavyweights in your copywriting um, is your headline. Mm-hmm. So it better say something. Okay. So there are a lot of headlines that they they can do one of a couple things. They might either be extremely generic, mm. right? Like welcome or <laughs> hi, I'm Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so they're so they're really generic, or they might be, you know, overly clever. Mm. You know, like like you wrote the first thing that sounds really good. Um but it doesn't say anything very specific or clear. Right. So um, it, you know, always we're striving for clarity first. It should, mm-hmm. it should be known right away what you do, who you're for. Mm-hmm. Um, so your headline, I like to, I like to talk about it in terms of like, like think of it more like a complete sentence rather than a chapter title. Right. Right. So, I mean, Fragments are fine and that's getting like super nerdy, but, um, you know, make sure that your headline speaks to either some type of pain point that your client is experiencing. And we'll talk more about that because that can be tricky to -hmm. do in a way that doesn't feel gross, Um, but it's entirely possible. Um, Either a pain point or a desire. So you need to be intimately familiar with your dream client's biggest challenge or what they want more than anything, ultimately from working with you, like a, a bigger benefit. Um, so that above the fold section, what, what that is on your website. So when you're looking at any website, the above the fold section is everything you see on the page before having to scroll down the page. So that above the fold section is very, very important. It's where your headline goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that should be extremely clear before you even scroll what it is you do. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to interject two things. So like the the term above the fold comes from newspapers, right? Like when they would, yes. you print a newspaper and it's folded in half and what lands on your front doorstep that you read that big headline. So that's what we're imagining here on your website. Like the attention grabbing headline, that's the first thing you look at if your newspaper is folded in half on your doorstep. And then another thing to consider is that that above the fold, the fold could change on your phone or on your tablet, 
or on your website, you know, depending on what device you're using to look at your website. So just always double checking once you've made, if you're making these copy changes, like seeing what it looks like on other devices is also really helpful because you have to keep in mind a lot of these people, and I know you know this, but like a lot of these people will be checking, clicking on things from Instagram or on their own phone. So I think it's important to people just like sometimes forget that part where it just, the layout will look different. And um, that's not a good experience. If you click on something like I have before, and there's just so much copy that on a phone, it's like a million scrolls long. Right. So really thinking about your, again, getting to know your audience and understanding their consumer behaviors too. Like, are they going to be looking at this on their phone? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, all those elements matter Mm -hmm. so much. Like they all, they all work together and they all are what make up those, like those eight seconds you have Mm -hmm. to, to draw them in and keep them there. So that's a really, really great point to consider. Um, And it's worth noting too, like, uh, you know, I strongly believe like copy and design go hand in hand. They're both extremely important. Um, But a beautiful design also can't carry carry poorly written copy. Right. Right. I mean, and it, it, it is better to have it than to not if, you know, and I think a lot of people opt for, um, opt to invest in design before they invest in copy. Um, but you know, I know I speak to a lot of web designers who are frustrated when their clients hand over copy. That's just like, not good. Right. Cause they're like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, like we can only, we can only guarantee so much success with this. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's worth keeping that in mind. So that's why these, knowing these three goals can help you, um, have your copy work with your design to attract your dream clients. Correct. So the second goal, making a connection, right? Building that trust, showing your ideal client that you understand what they're going through and what they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the only way you can make a strong connection with your reader is if you get really, really specific about who you're talking to. Right. So, um, and that's, that's hard when you're, you know, maybe newer in business and, um, you don't, you know, we, we talk about niching down all the time. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean, you know, that if you're like a business to a B2B type business, mm-hmm. right. And you serve people in multiple industries that you have to pick one person from one industry and leave out everyone else. But, you do need to define one dream client and speak to that one person. And um, so maybe the questions you ask are, you know, what stage of business are they in if they're other business owners or what stage of life if they're regular customers? Mm -hmm. What do they value? What do they want more or less of Mm -hmm. in their lives that you can help with? And, And what is their greatest challenge right now? So these are questions that are less about demographics and more about psychographics, like to use, you know, some marketing terms, but, but psychographics are, you know, what it really just, what is important to them? Where are they at and how can you meet them there? 
Yes. Um, you know, if you are an accountant, you know, somebody obviously is going to come to you because they need help with their numbers. Right. Right. Like very cut and dry. Like you, you could just speak to that basic need, but that's not what helps you stand out from all the other accountants in the world. Right. If you are banking on like, well, this is what I do. And these are the features Mm -hmm. of what I offer. Then that doesn't really differentiate you. What you need to tap into is the bigger benefit that you help your clients achieve. And maybe that's peace of mind Mm -hmm. so they can go and spend more time um, in their business doing what they love, right? Like that's a, that's kind of a big picture thing that makes people feel something, right? They're like, oh, this person gets it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I actually need. Um, So by empathizing Mm -hmm. with your clients, um, you can, you can do that. Um, and we talked about earlier, we talked about pain points, Mm -hmm. um, to be clear, like another way of saying it is a challenge. Like if, if you're like, Oh, I don't like, I don't like to poke at pain. Don't, but you do need to show that you understand their challenge. Um, so don't shy away from empathizing with what they're currently going through. They came to you for a reason. They're thinking about working with you for a reason. Um, make sure you, you pick one, don't, um, you know, don't beat them over the head with like five things that is, that, that are making their life, uh, really challenging and, and just beat them over the head with everything that sucks. And then by the way, I'm the only solution to this problem. That's where it gets into like sleazy marketing or making claims you can't follow through on. Right. Right. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like really if people are struggling with this, because I know that people do, they struggle with turning off or saying no to people by getting specific. But the point is to move away from that like generic copy so that it actually resonates. Like it creates an emotional reaction with who you're talking to. And um, we had Kayla Pipko from Docs Design here talking about brand and package design. And she was talking about asking yourself, like, what's the impact you want to have with your audience? And I think that's really helpful when you look at your copy and your messaging to understand even so like the psychographics, I think, are really helpful compared to demographics because it helps you get to know like the personality traits and those can be similar across people, right? Like this is the type of person that I work with. And then understanding like, how does your business impact their life? What's the change you're looking to make? And then being able to articulate that. And the most helpful thing I have found is just going back and reading reviews or asking people, you know, like in their own words, what problem did I solve for you? How has your life changed? How has my product or service impacted you and listening and then using the words that they're using to describe it. Because I have found oftentimes what we think we're doing is not actually the impact that it's having with the audience, right? Like they're the way I would sell it may be different than the way they, they are describing the actual experience. Yes, that is so true. And that's, and that's called voice of customer research. 
right? That's something, um, a, you know, a lot of copywriters do that is, is really crucial to the success of, of the words on the page, right? Is like mm-hmm. not just relying on, on what you, the business owner know, um, about what you can do, but, but yes, going and asking those questions of like, what did you value the most out of this experience of working with me? Right. We think we know, but we, we're often surprised by the answers like, oh, well that I wouldn't even think to, you know, advertise that. Like that's just, that comes naturally to me, but it's what people took away as, you know, the best part of working with you. So those are, those are some excellent questions to ask your past clients to really learn how to speak their language. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if, if you don't have, if you don't have, you know, testimonials, like that's, that's a good way to get them. Yeah. Right. And, you know, make sure that you're, you're asking the clients that you've had who you would love to work with again. Mm-hmm. Right. You'd like more of that person. Right. Um, you know, don't, if, if you've worked with some nightmare clients, maybe don't <laughs> ask them <laughs> or don't let that inform your right. messaging. Exactly. You still get to decide what words you're using or the way you talk about your business. So I think that's a good point to make too. And I also think paying attention to the intangibles is really important because Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it can be hard as a service-based business owner to, to articulate those um, or to like put into words, like what you know is being conveyed. And so like, for me, I create marketing plans for people, but that is very rarely the thing that they value most out of our working relationship. And so what they value is like having someone there to support them, having, you know, someone there to help them with accountability when it comes to marketing or to provide, like to guide them as they try something new. And so these are all intangible. It's not something I can quantify and say like, okay, we, we made you six figures this year. Like, um, and so paying attention to those things too and then the emotions and the words that they're using to describe it. I think it's just such a, like, let, let them write it for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe, maybe it's your ability to um, listen and reflect back to them, you know, what they're, what they're trying to say. Like maybe you make people feel so understood Um that they gain clarity in their own lives, right? right. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's the energy you bring, right? Like yeah. you you are such a natural kind of cheerleader or um, or or coach, you know, like all of those things. Like those those are going to be things that come naturally to you typically. Um, and so having that outsider's perspective on, I mean, we hopefully you know what some of your strengths are, but um, hearing it, hearing it from your clients is, uh, there's no better way to kind of like nail that. And yes. plus it feels good to hear. Right. <laughs> it's very validating. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and it reinforces, you know, so many things. Um, and I just create a folder now, like I send a survey where after every client interaction, um, they get a survey so that they can share their own words. But then if I ever get like feedback unsolicited feedback or whatever, I just put it in a folder so that I can reference it at any point in time. And I was in a creative writing course and she said she just copies and pastes it into um, 
like what you said, a customer voice like document where she, so mm-hmm. she just has all of these in one place so that if she is writing copy, she just pulls that up and uses that as a guide. Um, so I yep. think that's really helpful too. Very so smart. Are, are we, was that number two? That was number two. So if if we're thinking about the words on the page, right? Like think mm-hmm. of that, that connection piece as kind of like the body copy, right? Like the, the, the paragraphs of copy that kind of take people through a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, step number three or goal number three is motivate them to take action. Probably just as important as getting their attention in there yeah. in the first place. Um, our goal is to work with clients. So once you've taken them on this journey, you've, you've got their attention, you've made that connection, make the sale. Right. And I, I don't necessarily mean literally, mm-hmm. but like, this is the closer. This is where we, we take the next step. What are you, what are you going to do to get them to stay in your world before, you know, those 12 other tabs on their computer are like, yes, become more interesting. Right. right. So that's, that's known as your call to action. A lot of us are, are familiar with that term possibly, but the call to action is um, is the copy that essentially tells them what to do next, how to work with you um, or get the freebie if you've got like a lead magnet on your website, um, whatever their next step in their, in their journey might be. Yes. Um, really, really important. And, and every single page of your website needs a call to action. So that includes your about page. Mm-hmm. That includes your services page. It, it like your contact, like every single one needs one call to action at least. Um, even if you think, oh, well, this, you know, it's just my about page. No, mm-hmm. like that's that's a really important page, actually. So I I see them missing often. So that's just number one tip there for you. But um on the flip side, you also don't want to have too many options. There is sort of a, a delicate balance here, mm-hmm. especially on, for example, your homepage. It's it's very common to have more than one, mm-hmm. you know, because different uh, different types of readers are going to have different goals. Like some people are already familiar with you and they're coming to your site because they're like, yep, I, I know I want to work with her. Mm-hmm. And so you might have that, book a call button at the very top, you know, and again at the bottom. But then for people who are like, I just got here, I need to read more. Right. You you would probably guide them to your services page. Mm-hmm. Um the the goal is, you know, don't don't give too many options. You also don't want to overwhelm them with tons of different calls to action um, because then they won't know where to go and a confused mind does not take action. It's just, it doesn't want to work that hard. Um, So your call to action, um, it, you might, typically we think of it, if you're familiar with the term as like the button you click on that says, you know, book now, um, get the guide, uh, subscribe, that kind of thing. And it's also, it's also the copy that it might be the copy that also comes just before that button giving a little bit more context of like, you know, sign up now to um, get the free resource, Mm -hmm. 
thing, right? So like th those pieces of copy work together. It could also just be hyperlinked text of some kind. Um, but so that's what we mean when we talk about um, a call to action. And just like with your headlines, um, you want it to be clear, compelling, visible. Mm. You know, you want it to be obvious and, you know, not don't make it too clever. Like I see, I see people having fun with calls to action and, and like, you can definitely have fun with them where, where appropriate, but you know, if it, if it's just like kind of a, there's no context and it's just like, heck yeah. Yeah. I don't know what heck yeah. What is this taking me to? Is this going to prompt yeah. me to like pay you $500? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it takes, it takes a little bit of practice, like with all of these things, with your headlines, with your calls to action, um, don't write the first thing that comes to your mind and don't go based on what you see. Because like one of my, one of my least favorite calls to action is learn more. Mm. Um, eh, like that's not, that doesn't really motivate me to do anything, but you see it everywhere. Right. You see it everywhere. And so you think like, well, that that's like the standard. That's what I should do. Um, there, there are alternatives like, like even, you know, see how is yeah. I like that a lot better than learn more mm -hmm. because see how implies like you can do um, this amazing thing. Right. See how. Um, so with, with both headlines and calls to action and headlines in particular, I myself, I'm a copywriter. I will write at least 20 headlines before I mm -hmm. actually settle on the final headline. Yeah. I like that. So that could be like an exercise, like just pull open a blank sheet of paper and write 20 website headlines and see yeah. what feels best. Yeah. I would, I would say 20 to 30, really wow. push yourself. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that sounds like a lot and it is, but sometimes I, I still do this because I know like, I'm going to get tired of writing like the same, like a couple riffs, like riffing on the same couple of things. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. I just come up with something different. I'm like, oh, that's actually the one. And that was number 23. Wow. <laughs> so um, I think that's where most people um, drop, you know, just drop the ball. It's like you, you, you might write a couple and you're like, oh, that one sounds cool. And then that's it. Right. So yeah, I love that idea. And I like the idea of like taking the pressure off and doing this work like outside of your actual website or outside of your email marketing platform, because I do feel like that allows you just to focus on the writing versus like the layout and the design, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I never am <laughs> directly editing yeah. Um, any of those things, it's like I am in my notes app or Google yeah. Docs, like, and I'm also like going in full screen mode. So I can't see right. my other tabs. Like it's gotta be all about the writing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really a great tip. So I, I think I got excited about your headlines. So then what else were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that was it. I mean, um, you know, that, like, like I said, those two are like, those are the heavyweights. They've got, they've got big jobs to do. And like all of your copy does every single, 
every single word and line of copy needs to be purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to write a lot of copy for it to be effective. Like it right. doesn't have to be long-winded and and it shouldn't be, you know, like, but don't, you know, don't edit yourself before you've even finished. Like get it all out, you know, like mm-hmm. be a little bit wordy. Don't, don't judge yourself while you're writing, just get it on the page. And, um, if you struggle to kind of write like linearly and, you know, like, and you can't help but edit as you go, then do it bullet point style. Just Mm. like every, every like idea or point you want to make, just, just do it bullet point style. And then you can kind of rearrange things, um, and, you know, move some things down at the bottom of the page that you're like, I don't know, I I don't want to delete it yet, but Right. I'm not sure where it fits. Like just kind of experiment with it and don't definitely don't put too much pressure in that first draft. Um, it's when you get into editing mode that you do want to be ruthless and really look at every single line and say, does this get my ideal client closer to their goal um, and closer to my goal of them working with me? Right. Yes. And does it, and I think thinking about like the next step, does it lead them to the next step? Whatever that is, like getting closer yes. to working with me, downloading this freebie. Um, and, and I like the, I like what you said about not being too clever, because I do think there is a point in your copy where you're comfortable enough that then you can start like livening it up and making it punchy and doing all of those things. But Sometimes in the beginning, it's just about like the basics. Like, is this getting my client closer to working with me? Is this going to help them figure out what to do next or what I do without, because sometimes people try to be too clever and then your message is completely lost because people are confused. Yes. Yes. And, you know, confusion is, is like, it's, it's like kryptonite, you know, it's like, that's going to be the thing that like, no matter how much somebody likes you on Instagram, you know, if if they get to your website and they're confused, like they're, they're not going to do anything. So, um, you know, if you've, if you've got, you know, either a trusted business friend who falls in your kind of ideal, um, client range or just a client you trust and like, and want to run something by them, then do that, you know, get, get there. Um, feedback on whether like, does this ring true for you? Does this leave any, any of your questions unanswered? Right. Yeah. I love that. And the other thing too, I think is like your copy is a living, breathing thing. You know, you can change it, you can update it, you can tweak it. So like getting your first draft and editing and then getting that out there will help you then see how it's performing and you can edit from there. You know, like I'm always tweaking little words or moving things around, even in my Instagram bio, just to see like, just to gauge how people are responding to those things. Yes, for sure. Your, your, your copy is a living, breathing document. It's going to evolve as your business evolves. So, you know, if you feel like it's become out of date or, just really no longer reflects what you're about. Like, that's okay. You know, that's, that's going to happen. Just expect that to happen at some point. Um, And that's a good time to like go back to the page or write in your journal. Like 
I, I do that sometimes too. You know, sometimes that's the best way to kind of yeah. clarify, um, you know, what's changed and what's really important for you. I think so too. I think all of those things, and it is like getting to know yourself too. So if you're not, if you're not comfortable or specific, like with your own voice or yourself, I think journaling is a great way to cultivate that. Um, I just had a client meeting this morning and she said that she's been using her voice recorder a lot on her phone. And so I also think like, for me, it's easier to talk through my ideas and then to create an outline and then to like, maybe create a a website page or something. But yeah, um, so figuring out how you learn and create best are is also helpful and just being honest with that. I totally agree. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Is there anything else um, that we haven't covered yet? No, no, those were, those are the three goals and those are the copy heavyweights. And hopefully, hopefully that gives um, anyone who's, who's struggling a little bit, some clarity in terms of, you know, what they need to prioritize and how they can approach it. Yeah, I think so. Because this is, I mean, you break it, broke it down so well, where it's like headline body call to action. And those are the things like you can replicate that in on every page of your website. You can think about that even in terms of um, we talked a little about emails, but also in your Instagram caption, like how are you grabbing their attention with the first sentence? And then what are you elaborating on? And then what are you telling them to do next? You know, and really like, I think that's a good structure to have for anything or a podcast too, you know, yeah. like have an introduction and then you have the body and then you have next steps. And so getting in the habit of thinking through all of your communications with your target audience with that structure, I think it's really helpful because we always like we're in charge of where they're going next. And the whole point is to eliminate confusion because then you lose them. Exactly. Yeah. This was super helpful. I was even taking some notes here because I have a co-working call in an hour. So I think I'm going to do that headline exercise. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Yes. (laughs) Um, so do you have, before we close out any other like writing tips like that, like sometimes, um, well, we mentioned like, you know, not having any other tabs open. Sometimes I do the Pomodoro method where I'll set my timer for 25 minutes and not interrupted by anything else. Um, not even the bathroom or snacks, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just sitting down and writing for that 25 minutes. Um, but is there any other, do you have any other writing tips for people? Okay. That's actually a a really big one for me too, is the, is the Pomodoro technique. I, I kind of, I I need that now at this point, like, um, that, that is a really big one for me. I also like, I'll put on some meditation music. Like for me, it's, it's all about like the mood, my setting, like remove distractions. Um, I'm easily distracted. So it's, if, if you're the same, it's like whatever you can do to set yourself up for success. Um, I think the last point is because it's very easy to forget, have fun with it. Ah, yes. Yeah. You know, like don't like it is important, but don't take it too seriously that you don't enjoy the process. And if you really, no matter what you do, if you can't enjoy the process, then maybe you need to work with a copywriter. Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be painful. Um, so allow yourself to have fun and play. Play, like, yeah. That's 
that's what I do when I'm writing. And every time I forget that, I I remind myself like I get to I get to do this for work. Like how fun is that? So um, that would be that would be my other biggest piece of advice is just you know have fun. Life is short. <laughs> I think that's a great piece of advice, and that's something with this creative writing class that I have really enjoyed is that I like am pulled out of my business writing, business writing. And it's just like, I mean, this creative writing class is not necessarily for business, but it helps me improve my writing skills everywhere. And it's just so fun. Like she sometimes is referencing obituaries or, you know, like (laughs) uh, paragraphs from books that are really funny. And so I just think like, look, when you finish your writing, do you feel like it represents you? Like, does your personality come across or could you put, you know, take that piece of writing and put it on anyone's website? And that's where I think we're getting away from with these exercises, like making it your own and really like letting your voice come through, which if you're not a strong writer or haven't been maybe more difficult, um, like even for me, like I'm much more comfortable talking about things or talking on my podcast than I am with conveying my personality in my writing, which is why I did this creative writing course because it's really helping me to connect those two. Um, And I think there are so many resources out there, even like a journal prompt book or like um, what Mad Libs. Remember those? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, something to just kind of get you in the habit of writing, but also thinking outside of the box and being creative. So um, on that note, how can people work with you and how can they um, get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, I hang out the most on Instagram, Metal and Tonic Co. Um, you can also find me, read more about uh, what I do and how I help people at metalandtonic.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I send, if if you get the homepage self-assessment on my website, that's, that's my freebie. Oh, It'll cool. kind of help you... Um, self-assess your homepage and figuring out, figure out whether you're answering all the questions that somebody might have, um, before deciding to move forward and work with you. So that's, that's kind of something that you can get for free and, and kind of pair that with what we've talked about today. Yeah, I love that. And then, um, do you offer, I know some copywriters do where it's like, a la carte services where they could hire you to do like just the homepage or they could hire you to do just the sales page. I don't offer that on my website currently, but I do occasionally offer things like that to my email list. So if you sign up for the homepage self-assessment, you join my email list, which you can opt out of any time, of course. Um, But I do occasionally make those offers to my email list. So absolutely. Yeah, I think that's great. And that's a great way for anyone who's listening and interested in working with a copywriter to just like get your foot in the door kind of thing. Like it doesn't always have to be an entire website copy project. Um, So I think that's been helpful for me too. I've had done different things like that over the years, which then helps me just to have an example of like, oh, this is like really good creative writing that sells. Um, so I think that's great. So, and what's your website again? Just one more time. So people remember. Metalintonic.com and metal, I should say, is spelled M-E-T-T-L-E as in your character, yes. your, your 
courage or, you know, conviction. I so love it. Power, power word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. And it's just such a fun, like such a fun word to use in your brand name. So thank you so much, Cassie, for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to get to work on this. Um, <laughs> it like worked out perfectly with my co-working hours. So this is so great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miranda. That was fun. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a marketing or journal prompt episode. And please leave a review so more people can find us. Are we friends on Instagram yet? Head over to at Marketing Uninhibited to say hi and let me know what parts of marketing you're struggling with. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with a customized four-week marketing action plan, visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call today. And remember, marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun.